Praise the Lord. Amen. Welcome to New Life. I'm Pastor David Kufal, and uh, this is New Life um, Church in Wapiton, North Dakota. We're located at 1021 South Center Street. Really easy to find. And uh, uh, I just got to let you know um, our website has the company that takes care and um, who hosts our website they've been hacked um, nationwide and so not very nice if you go to our website you're not going to find um, new life there it's not um, our church so I don't know who they are and uh, those who've hacked um, all our all these different churches across the nation shame on you it's not going to stop the gospel from being preached and for us to go into our communities and reach out to them. Um, our website is just a tool that we use to reach our community. It doesn't stop our legs from going and our mouths from talking. Amen? And so um, hackers, you, you didn't succeed on that. And so... Um, we're praying for you guys who hacked us, that um, God's going to take care of you. And uh, when you go, the, the Bible says, Jesus says, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. No matter what the world has tried, the church is still here after 2,000 years. You tried to feed, uh, I'm not going down that trail right now, but uh, um, the world has failed at trying to stop the church. This morning, I want to ask a simple question. You see it there in the title. I want to ask you a simple question. Are you on the Lord's side? I couldn't get away from that question this week. I, I, I was actually... I, a preach a, um, a program on TV and the preacher said just looked into the camera and said are, are we on the Lord's side or not that's what Jesus is saying are we on his side <clears throat> and I just couldn't get away from that thought this week and because I couldn't get away from that thought the Lord led me to these scriptures today because every generation, I don't care how far back we go, <coughs> we have high pollen uh, counts in uh, Wapiton today. And I just got done singing, so <coughs> everything is loosened up. And so I... <laughs> Does that happen to you, Timey, this morning? Yeah, everything is loosened up, so if I have to clear my throat somewhere, and that's why I'm drinking water in front of you. Mm. Every generation is confronted by this question, are you on the Lord's side? Joshua, way back when, Joshua 24, 14 through 16, we find Joshua writes here, Now therefore... Fear the Lord, serve him in sincerity and in truth, and put away the gods 
which your fathers served on the other side of the river and in Egypt. Serve the Lord. And if it seems evil to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But, but, let me stop there for a second before I get to that but. You can choose today. Are you going to serve this culture that we are living in? This confused culture. Are you going to choose to serve this culture that doesn't know what a man or a woman is? Yeah. <laughs> are you going to serve this culture that cancels you if you've ever made a mistake? you have to do is everybody remembers watching the wonder years right as kids well all of a sudden an accusation is brought against Mr. Savage accusation they don't even tell you what the accusation is but he got fired from his own show that he's been directing and producing he brought it back as director and producer and the whole cast was saying how wonderful he is on TV and they were bragging how wonderful it is to have Fred there um, actually working with the kids because he was a child actor too. But all of a sudden accusations come and, and then all of a sudden the media have to, oh he had accusations years ago and it all turned out to be false. But because an accusation he canceled. You know if you're going to get accused somebody you better tell, you better have some witnesses and you better say what the accusation is before you ruin their life. Because right now, because we don't know, I don't want to ruin his life. Right? And I'm not really interested in what he did or didn't do. But my word, don't just do it because somebody came along and said, I don't like what he said. That is as bad as Will Smith walking on stage and punching or slapping Chris Rock. That is where the cancel culture has led us. But is that what you want to serve? I don't want to serve that. Do you want to serve? If you want to serve higher gas prices, serve higher food prices and no baby formula on the shelves, then serve this culture. But there's a better way. I'm not talking about voting for Republicans. I'm about the Republicans right now. Hmm. Because as for me and my house, as Joshua says at the end here, we will serve the Lord. You see, there's a better way. And the better way is found in Jesus Christ. Only he can overcome all these things in this world. If this nation would return to Jesus and ask God to forgive us, he says he will heal our land. But yet, Judgment starts at the house of the Lord, and yet we have not seen the church at large repenting of our coldness or going away from Scripture or watering down the Word of God. The Word of God is powerful for bringing down strongholds, and yet we want to water it down. The Word of God 
teaches us that you really don't need to go under the knife. You can be healed, but we want to water it down. The Word of God teaches us that all sin can be forgiven no matter what it is because of the blood of Jesus, but we want to water it down? Why would we want to serve this culture when we can serve Jesus Christ and see what he do for us? Come on. Jesus is asking, are you on my side? How we answer that question will help us answer a lot of questions that are in our own life. Come on. How we answer that question will help us in our decision making. How we answer that question will help us in how we raise our kids. How we answer that question will help us in our moral decisions. Come on. Oh, now you're, now, 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 you're, now, now you're meddling, Pastor, because you talked about moral decisions. No, I haven't meddled in your moral decisions because I haven't mentioned you by name. And I haven't talked about what moral decisions you're going to make. There's so many moral decisions that you need to make. We'd be here until next week. My word, because we started talking about moral decisions this morning. We didn't get through the whole Sunday school lesson, did we? We, we heard about, I hated everybody. We, we, we heard about, before G, because somebody doesn't know Jesus, the horrible decision somebody made. And they don't even see it as a horrible decision because they don't have Jesus. But because of Jesus, the person who used to hate everybody now cares about everybody and wants to show love to everybody. Doesn't make him perfect. Sometimes I'm glad he doesn't make us perfect because only Jesus was perfect. Look how the nation of Israel answered this question. But more important, how do you answer the question? So verse 16, so the people answered and said, far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. But however, when Joshua finally died and that generation of grandparents and parents died with him, the book of Judges says something sad. They forsaked, they forsook the Lord. And then they, got, they would get so miserable. Then God would raise up a judge, and they would repent, and, the, and God would use that judge to help the people. And then when that judge died, what would they do? They started it all over and over and over. And then God gave them a king, and it's still, they served the Lord under Saul. They served the Lord under David. But when Solomon came, through Solomon's reign, what happened? They started acting like they had judges again. And they started the whole cycle until God had to punish them. 
That's why every generation needs to answer the question, are you going to serve the Lord? Are you on God's side? Are you on Jesus' side? As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, Jesus tries to help us with this. Aren't you glad we don't have to just stay in the Old Testament and feel, because, we're, because of Jesus, we're no longer condemned. I am free from condemnation. We've got to find that song. Some of us need to sing that song over and over again until they start believing it. Will you tell this? Will you tell the devil every time you start feeling guilty or you start feeling condemned? Will you tell the devil to shut up? Sometimes what you're hearing is not what is being said. It's the devil making you feel bad, condemning you. My word, we had something happen, and, and one of the folks at church was getting blamed for it. And I'm going, and she goes, "I'm so." To it, I I am free from condemnation. Remember, Jesus is the rock of your salvation. And the song goes on. And because of it, you can run through a troop. This is what King David said. And you can leap over the wall. And the rest of the song goes, hallelujah, hallelujah. Doesn't that, it makes you want to shout. I can just imagine Hal trying to leap over a wall. But he can do it in faith. Let's see how Jesus tries to help us out here. Jesus says, if you love me, you're going to be on my side. Let's look at John 14, 15 through 18. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Hmm. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it, is, it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. And then Jesus says, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. He's promised it right in here. This is why you need to read this book. You want to be free from condemnation? Read this book. Stop making excuses about not reading your Bible. If, if all you can do is read one verse, my word, you can open up your, your computer, 
Go to Bible Gateway, and if you need to blow it up so the letters are this tall, you can read this book. You want to be free from condemnation? Get this word in you. Because then you can tell the devil. <laughs> God's word says, I don't have to listen to you. Come on. We need to fall in love with Jesus over all over again. We need to fall in love with Jesus all over again. Come on. What well, was one of the problems with, with one of the churches in Revelation? Jesus said to that church, you have left your first love. Jesus also warned us in Matthew 24 that we would wax cold in the last days. Why? Because of the lawlessness around us. But you know what? If we would fall in love with Jesus all over again, we would never wax cold. And on when we need to deal with one more thing. Jesus, remember, Jesus only talked about earthquakes and wars and rumors and wars and all those other things once. But he warned us in the last days three times about deception. The first time he said it right to the apostles, do not be deceived. The second time he's telling the world, you're going to be deceived. And the third time he tells us, us Christians, that even the elect could be deceived. And don't let it happen to you. That's why we need to choose whose side we're on. Listen, false Doctrines are sneaking into the church. If you don't believe me, the Methodist church is going through a huge split. May 1st was the first step in their split. Those who are going to follow the word of God are the global Methodists. Those who are not going to follow the word of God are the United Methodists. They're no longer united, but they are dividing Right now, I know which way one church is going. They're staying with the UMC. The other church is trying to make up their mind. The other two churches, I should say. Sad. And it doesn't have to happen. But when you let the little foxes come in with false doctrine, and people start accepting it, we, that's why we need to ask ourselves, are we on the Lord's side? And he says, keep my commandments. How do you show Jesus that we love him, that we are on his side? By keeping his commandments, obeying the word of God. And then Jesus said, I know it's hard, so I'm going to promise you something. I'm going to promise you the Holy Spirit. Mm, 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 mm. We see the promise of the Holy Spirit here. And he promises to the Holy Spirit to us when we are saved. But it's not just 
baptized in the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit baptizes us in the blood of Jesus and washes us clean, and where the Holy Spirit takes up residence in our heart to help the Word of God to us. But he also promises us more of the Holy Spirit when we are baptized in the Holy Spirit, and that means that we have that evidence of speaking in other tongues. If you don't believe me, open the book up. There's a reason Jesus told the apostles, even though he already breathed the Holy Spirit upon them. There's a reason why, but that opened our understanding of the word. There's a reason why he commanded them to wait in Jerusalem. And we're going to be celebrating Pentecost in a few weeks. First Sunday in June. Birthday of the church. But it's much more than that. Because he knows life is hard. <laughs> My word, in 2022, is it easy to witness to people about Jesus? <laughs> Try it sometime. I thank God for Jeremy. He's looking at me what I thank God for Jeremy because he shows me and he shows us this still works and the simplicity of the gospel where we need to return to return to our first love and the simplicity of the word I am so tired of these new revelations I keep on hearing we have everything we need in this book and we need to return to this book and we need to get back to the simple, the simplicity of the gospel because it's the only thing that's going to help our friends. My word. Timey tells me the war stories. <laughs> she tries. And because she tries, there's a bunch of people at dialysis that just love her. I'm just using that as an example. We need to get back to the simplicity of this. But we are promised the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the baptism in the Holy Spirit. Why? So that we can be, have the power to witness. Why? Because my word we're not as smart as we think we are. You know there's some gifts that we need in the church. And you know what? Some people think, I'm going to take that spiritual gifting test. I've given it to you before. I'm going to take, and now I know these are the gifts that I have from the Holy Ghost. Oh, that's wonderful. Hallelujah. I know what my two main gifts are. One is prophecy and the other one is mercy. Thank God I have mercy to go along with prophecy. You wouldn't want to be around me. Hallelujah. And, and so, but you know what the Bible really says? He gives us the gift we need according to the will of the Holy Spirit. He decides what gift we need. So, let's say, a shed blows away. Well, my primary gifts are the gift of prophecy and mercy. 
I'll have mercy on my people by going out there and working with them. No, 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 no. Oh, what did I need right then and there? The gift of helps. So I had to work under the gift of helps. And then we get the guys together. When it was time to put the shed on the trailer, I wasn't in charge. Jeremy and I were both glad we weren't in charge. The guy with the trailer and the know-how was in charge. I looked at him and said, you're in charge. Why? He's a handyman. He's a contractor. He knows exactly. He comes out there with the big hammer. He comes loaded. <laughs> he didn't. Tim and I were talking. If we were just the two of us, we'd be there all night trying to figure out how to take it apart. No. Matt just comes in with his big hammer. He says, where's the sledgehammer? I don't have it. But he had his big hammer. And he just treated it like he was doing demo at a house. Whack. Whack. <laughs> apart, roll it up. Yesterday I needed the gift of helps and the gift of knowledge. I had to jump up on the roof. I make it sound like I was Superman. <laughs> no, I got the big ladder out, put the new clock up, took the ladder outside, climbed the ladder, and I'm glad none of you were here to see the rest of the story. I can imagine the neighbors having a kick out of watching that old fat pastor up there on the roof <laughs> who's not as young as he used to be, who used to be able to leap up on the building and run around on roofs. <clears throat> I can't run around on roofs like I used to. It's what happens when you get old. <laughs> I told Jeremy the other day, enjoy being young. Let's <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. Got up there, fixed that siding up there so it didn't get, a wind wouldn't make it worse. And uh, we'll see what the insurance company has to say. And so um, we just got to praise the Lord. But you know what? I needed a different gift, didn't I? Than the gift of prophecy. Yeah. Well, that's just your talents, Pastor. Yeah, I do have some talents. But I needed the Lord to help me with that, especially when I was up on that roof. I didn't remember to go on the other side of the roof and get whatever that red thing was off the roof. Whatever it is, I think it's some kind of toy. <sighs> what are the It was fun while I was on the roof, Bodie got to run over and play with the, some of the Iwana boys. And then he had to come over and help me, and even Bodie got on the roof for a minute. He was so happy to come down on that roof. I was told he kissed the ground. <laughs> oh, he's going to hide on me. I'm sorry, Bodie. I didn't mean to do that to you. You see the other promise that's up there? The reason why he gives us the Holy Spirit? I will not leave you orphans. Jesus says elsewhere, I'm going to send you another comforter, the Holy Spirit of promise. But he also promises another thing on there. I will come to. 
One of these days he's going to come and rapture the church. One of these days he's going to come and set down his feet on the earth again. And this time it's king of king and lord of lords. But let me tell you something. Just like the disciples were in that boat and the storm came up and, and, and the waves are battling and they're rowing and rowing and they're not making much progress. They've only gone a couple of miles as they're rowing and rowing. But who do they see coming straight for them? Just like you as you're going through your storm, here comes Jesus walking on the water. I was reading that in John the other day. Nothing about Peter getting out of the boat. None about all that stuff. None about, not even about when Jesus got on the boat, the water was still. The storm stopped as soon as he got in the boat. None of that was John was important to John. You know what was in there? As soon as Jesus got in the boat, like that, they were at their destination. Did you ever notice that in the book of John? As soon as you get Jesus in your boat, because the Bible says they received him. Do you see that? They received him. Do you understand that? You have to receive Jesus into your storm. He's not just going to assume and force his way into what you're going through. You need to receive him into it and ask him to help. As soon as he came in, they were at their destination. And in other words, their storm was over with. Hmm. Interesting John's take on it over Matthew's take on it. Well, we were in the storm, and here we saw somebody walking on the water. We thought it was a ghost. Right? That's what Matthew does. And he says, and, and, and all of a sudden, Peter says, if it's you can I walk out there to you come on Pete Peter gets out of the boat starts walking on the water then Matthew has to go ahead and say and then Peter took his eyes off of Jesus which we do a lot and what has happened to Peter he started to sink help me Lord and all of a sudden Jesus comes over grabs him by the hand lifts him up and they walk to the boat Jesus gets into the boat with Peter and the storm stops immediately and they continue on their journey that's Matthew because he's such a teacher. He has to tell you everything about it. It'd be like me going ahead because I do have that gift of teaching. I would end up saying, hey, look at this nice blue chair here. That's what John would do. Look at this nice blue chair. It's a nice blue chair. It's comfortable. And if you sit on it, it's not going to fall apart and you fall to the floor. No, because of my because I am also a teacher, I would have to tell you all, oh, blow by blow, everything about this chair, and you'd be going, I really didn't need to know all that about the chair. Just all I want to know is, is it comfy, and am I going to fall to the floor when I sit down? I was so proud of everybody, I gave a blow by blow thing to the overseer, to the bishop. And I said to him, I gave him, I know I didn't need to give you a blow by blow, but I just wanted to make you happy today. <laughs> and you know what? I didn't get a text back from him. No, he called me. <laughs> we, got the, we got this running get thing that we do with each other. Oh, by the way, Brother Box is no longer nice to you. 
He's been amazing, everybody. Our prayers are working. He's down in outpatient, um, not outpatient, but he's down in the, um, the, the next level to get out of the place, physical therapy, and he's working so hard. And um, Sister Box prayed that the trach would be taken out. Well, in the middle of the night, doctors were debating when they were going to take the trach out. So the other day, he was sleeping. He must have coughed in the middle of the night. His trach popped out of his throat sealed up, and uh, he was just fine. Didn't need it. That's God for you. And she was just so tickled. She said, look how my God can answer my prayers. <laughs> I can see him walking out of that soon. Oh, he's answering our prayers for him. But then John 14, 21 goes on. that Jesus is helping us with some full disclosure here. Look what verse 21 says. He who keeps my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father. That's cool. But here is the kicker. And I will love him, I will love you, and manifest myself to him. What Jesus is saying, I'm going to completely disclose myself to you. We find in this verse the secret to Christ fully disclosing who he is to the believer. That is what he means when he says, I, I will love him and manifest myself to him. So if you want Jesus to fully disclose himself to you, you need to love him and keep his commandments. Hmm, you need to keep this book. You need to read this book. What does he mean by full disclosure? He will fully disclose his, I did a word study on this word, on this thing here, on manifest. This means to fully disclose his nature. He's going to fully disclose his nature to you. He's going to fully disclose his person to you, you're going to know who he is, and he's going to fully disclose his goodness to the believer. Jesus doesn't want to keep anything about himself secret from us. He wants us to know him. No wonder most women say Jesus is the perfect man, and they can't find the perfect man here on earth. Jesus doesn't hold anything back. But here's the secret. You've got to love him and keep his commandments. Does he, he doesn't ask for a lot, does he? And we can keep his commandments only by allowing the Holy Spirit to work within our lives which he does based on our faith expressed in Christ and the cross. It comes down to faith. That's how we end up being able to keep his commandments. And he gives us the Holy Spirit to help us so that we can, because in ourselves we can't. Right? How many times do we blow it? Oh, my word. I can just, oh, when Hal was still living with Timey. I can just imagine Timey losing her sanctification sometimes. <laughs> and Hal wasn't doing anything 
on purpose. It was just because he was old. You know, and she'd get frustrated. Right? And it happens. But the only way we can overcome is by our faith and the word of our testimony. Right? And the Holy Spirit helps us with that. And that's the only one who can help us keep Jesus' commandments. And then when we blow it, the great thing is all we have to do is say, Oh, Lord, I blew it again. I'm sorry. And he forgives us all over again. This is why that little fox that's coming to the church that says, You don't need to confess your sin is so dangerous. That being taught as heresy. Because all the Lord is asking us to do is say, When we confess our sins to Jesus, is we're just saying, I'm sorry. That becomes part of our nature, who we are in Christ. And our faith is expressed in Christ and the cross because that's where all the work was done. And if we realize how great the cross is, the work that he did for us on the cross, we, we, uh, we would see how much victory we have in our life that we don't have to do it in our own strength because Jesus did all the work for us. Andrew said if he had been home and he came down here, I would have made him jump on the roof and fix the siding. But I had never shown him how to do that before. So guess what? He might have gone up there with him, but guess who would have been and he would have been laughing at me. Because <laughs> I'm so glad nobody was filming it. My wife had mercy on me. She didn't take out her phone and go, oh, this is going to be good. <laughs> I, <laughs> this could go viral. <laughs> and he who loves me, Jesus says, will be loved by my Father. You know, this provides the criteria of approval this here provides the criteria of approval by God the Father. If he loves you, he approves of you. Hello? If the Father loves you, he approves of you. So why do you listen to stupid old devil and feel the things of condemnation when he was condemning you? It's time to live in freedom. It's time to live by grace. It's time to stand you. That's what Satan uses. Because we're the family of God. We're all in it together. We share it together. We work on it together. We build us, build together because we are the people of God. And besides, Jesus is going to build it. We just have to be willing to be used by him to do it. He's the contractor. Come on. <laughs> and now I want to finish up with this verses here. Because you know why? I want your joy to be full. Listen to what he says. Let's turn the page in your Bible to chapter 15. 
And we're going to look at verses 9 through 11. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. And then he says something here. We could have sang also he abides. I had already turned the music in. I could have added this song to this morning. Did you notice we started the song off that went with this whole sermon this morning? This is my commandment that you love one another. And I want you to notice how many times he says abide in these verses. He says it three times. As the Father loves me, I also loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will, what? Abide in my love. Just as, I've, just as I have kept my Father's commandment and abide in his love. Jesus is not asking us to do anything he was not willing to do. Did you see that? So let me put it this way. Abide, abide, abide. Abide in his love. Abide in his commandments. Just like Jesus abided in his Father. And his Father's commands. Jesus says, I don't speak anything unless the Father tells me to speak it. Jesus didn't go anywhere unless the Holy Spirit led him there. Why do we think we can do it better than Jesus? Abide in Jesus. Do it in his strength instead of your own strength. My word. So if you're needing a new car, you better be praying about that new car. Because you might be buying an old car that's new to you. And the Lord will lead you into getting a better car than you think you needed. I needed to do that some years ago when Andrew was still in elementary school, I think it was. And I had a fun car to drive. It was like a little... And um, it was hard putting all the kids in the car. It had a stick shift. It was fun on the highway, but in town, you got your workout. What did I do? I had a, my credit wasn't where it was needed to be at the time, but I needed a bigger vehicle. I prayed and asked the Lord. He led me out to the right deal. And the owner of the dealership had the right attitude because he wanted to run his business the way God wanted him. And he got me into a nice minivan. Mom's car. <laughs> but you know what? That was a good car. I never had to worry about going off the road in the bad winters. I don't know how many times I had to run back and forth to Watertown, uh, past Summit, and all the truck drivers hate that stretch of road. But God got me through. And the cool thing is that vehicle's held its value, so when we traded it in, I got a good trade-in for it. Hmm. Abide, abide, abide. What is our choice? Will we abide? Are we on the Lord's side? Because listen, <laughs> this is why Jesus says all this to us. These things I have spoken to you so that I can just boss you. Is that what he says there? No. He says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy, 
may remain in you. Here's another song I could have picked this morning too. That joy, what? May be full. Some of us need more of the joy of the Lord, don't we? How are we going to do that? Abide, abide, abide. Choose this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Amen. What does joy mean? It means happiness. <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> no, happiness is just fleeting. What does joy mean? Here we go. Went to my Strong's Concordance, wanted to know exactly what joy means. Cheerfulness. Okay. Joy means cheerfulness. Sometimes we feel cheerful when we have joy. Right? But sometimes we don't feel cheerful, do we? But we can still have joy. Why was another, here's another definition of joy. Calm. I'm going through this storm. I don't feel cheerful about it, but how calm I feel about it. That's joy. Too many times we'll not, we won't feel cheerful so we start acting miserable around everybody. But God wants to calm your storm. So joy is calm. Cheerfulness, calm. All right, what else does it mean? Hmm. Delight. But delight in what? In him. You can delight in him because you know <laughs> what you're going through in his hands will end. What's the worst they can do to us? Kill us. Kill us. Yep. And where do we end up? Heaven. So they're doing us a favor. Mark Lowry said the other day, I love it. He says, why do they always threaten us with sending us to heaven? Don't they know they're doing us a favor by sending us to heaven? So why do they threaten us with sending us a Christian to heaven? That's where we want to go. You can see a lot of Mark Lowry if you pick your stuff right on Facebook and then you go over to the YouTube stuff and all of a sudden almost every other one is going to be Mark. He makes me laugh so hard. Did you ever hear him talk about going through the hurricane? Oh. Mm. And the last thing that joy is gladness. Gladness is different than cheerfulness. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go up to the house of the Lord. His joy remains in us only as our faith is properly placed in Jesus and his cross. Maybe your joy is not there because you're not properly placing your faith in Jesus and what he did for you on the cross. Remember, why don't we remember? He said, it is finished, but I'm still going through it. He said, it is finished. But he said, it is finished. I'm still moving forward. 
Too many times when we take our eyes off of Jesus and don't place it on the cross, what do we do? We start going in our own way and we stop going, we don't go in the right direction. Why do we go through the same thing over and over again? Because we didn't place our faith in Jesus and the cross. And knowing he said it's finished, he will let us go through until we learn our lesson. So let's learn the lesson the first time. But we're human beings. We don't do it that way. I know. What's wrong with us? Come on. <laughs> Somebody said that. Come on is replaced. Amen. <laughs> I'm winding this down, I promise. As Christians, we cannot know full joy until we properly understand the cross, which means we properly understand Christ. That's why I say you need to get in here. You see, you really don't need a teacher to teach you what's in here. You need the Holy Spirit. And if you will crack this book open... The Holy Spirit will lead you into all things and teach you what the Word of God says. But don't go around and act like the expert in everything. Some of those guys get on Facebook and they just think, uh, that's not what the Word says. You're not reading the whole Word. You're just picking and choosing. <clears throat> yeah, you've run into them, haven't you? <laughs> Yeah. Jesus taught us all these things that we've been talking about. Then he went to the cross for us. Why? So that our joy may be full. What did I say? That your joy may be full. What did I say? That your joy may be full full. Wow. That's as good as saying as abide. Abide. So choose you this day whom you will serve. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. Or should I say, come on. Let us pray. Lord, I just praise you and thank you that, Lord, <laughs> you challenge us in the Old Testament, and then, Jesus, you explained it in the New Testament so wonderfully that it's not a hard thing to understand and accept. <laughs> I mean, Joshua is just sounding like he is just fed up with some of the people. You can choose today. Are you going to serve the Lord or not? <laughs> was his challenge but then Jesus you make it so much simpler if you love me if you love me you'll keep my commandments you will abide you will abide you will abide in me and keep your eyes on me Lord help us to accept you receive you into our storms in life Help us to receive you into our homes. Help us to receive you at our work. Help us to receive you even when we're driving 
our cars, into our cars with us. For Lord, we need you. We need your help. But more than that, we need your joy. And Lord, I just rebuke the spirit of condemnation, Lord, in Jesus' name. And Lord, we would start living in your grace and in your freedom that you have given us because those whom you have set free are free indeed. And so, Lord, we are going to live for you because, Lord, we want to see our friends saved. We want to see them come to heaven with us. And, Lord, we do not want to be deceived in this age that we live in. Lord, help us to reach the people who are struggling in this culture. Help those folks that are barely making it. But Lord, you are the way, the truth, and the life. Lord, we love you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Can we help our friends? Sure. Will they listen to us? Maybe. But we got to keep on trying. We just got to keep on trying and keep on abiding. We can't be hiding in our homes. We need to get out there and tell them. Oh, my word, I wish I could get a hold, lay hold of 10,000 boxes of baby formula and just give them away. For those who watched today, I'm going to let you guys go. Um, this has been New Life. We're located at 1021 South Center Street in Wapiton. Um, I would love to see you face to face. And uh, love to sit down with, over a cup of coffee with you. We'll be here again at 6 o'clock on Sunday. But I'll see you for coffee break tomorrow. I mean, we will be here at 6 o'clock uh, this Wednesday. Not tonight. Nobody will be here. <laughs> Six o'clock on Wednesday, and I'll even pour you a cup of coffee. All right, God bless you. We will see you next time.